I'm actually all right. Recording now, by the way. Oh so really? Start, yeah. Let's just jump into it. Oh god. Yeah. So uh, this is me. How's it going? I'm talking to Lorraine here. Uh, didn't have much time prior to talk before we talked. So yeah, how does that feel, Lorraine? <laughs> um, I'm not sure. What am I? What are the intricacies? Like, do I need to introduce myself? Or sure, introduce the... yourself. Everybody, pretty, <laughs> I think most people would know me by this fucking stage. I, well, like if if they're gonna listen to your podcast, they probably should know who you are, right? Well, I fucking hope so. I mean, how else are they gonna be? <laughs> how else are they finding me at this stage? I really don't expect somebody to like randomly come across the podcast and be like, oh, who is this person? If you're, if you're listening to a podcast, nine times out of 10, you've been introduced to the podcast or somebody at least knows what the fuck they're getting into. It's not, it's not like you could just, yeah. I can differ though. I, I, I'm, 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 yeah, <laughs> I've encountered like some uh, stumble across a few podcasts and be like, oh, who is this person? I don't know what I'm listening to, but I like it. I never you do know? that. You see, if, if I'm going to listen to a podcast, it's because um, I know the TV show that the two people are talking about, like the one that they do, The Sopranos, The Delta Flyers, because I'm such a Star Trek nerd. Obviously, Joe Rogan and a few others. Like, I know I these people. I honestly, I, 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 I'm honestly okay with it. I mean, sometimes the guests he brings on, I'm like, oh, why'd you bring on fucking Alex Jones? The guy's a fuck. Alex Jones yeah. getting stoned is like the funniest thing ever to watch. <laughs> oh Jesus! And then fucking Ben Shapiro, fuck me. That's Jordan Peterson. I was, oh my god! Yeah. Then I got oh, Bernie Jordan Sanders. Peterson? Oh my god! Like how all the um. Just all the fuckwits um, favorite person right now, Jordan Peterson. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he's in a coma. Really? Yeah, he went. He was. He had a benzo addiction um, because he was on benzos, and it ended up having the opposite effect on him. And he ended up having to go to Russia, where they induced him into a coma to overcome his addiction. And then when he went to Serbia for recovering, he ended up getting coronavirus with his whole family, and now he's fucked. What? Yeah. Jordan Peterson that, fucked. That sounds, that sounds like a QAnon conspiracy. Like, I don't, that does not sound like a real thing. It doesn't sound like a real thing, yeah? Yeah, like, it's so far-fetched. Like, that's not possible. It's, it, it, it just doesn't sound... It sounds like a... It doesn't sound real. Now, this is going to sound like such an amateur question, but how's my audio? It sounds really good. Perfect. How do I sound? You sound okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, besides Jordan Peterson getting into a coma and microphones and talking shit about yellowtail wine, which I'll have <laughs> you know, this is one... Uh, okay, it's, I thought they had an award on the bottle, but it turns out they don't. But it, uh, it's, I still, I don't care. I will drink Yellowtail. I don't care how I shit people I, say. No. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, Lorraine, introduce yourself. Yes. Okay, my name's Lorraine Chung. 
I am from Taiwan, but I live in Sydney at the moment. I've been here for almost 10 years. And even though I do, um, I've, I've lived in America and also Shanghai, but I spent most of my time in Taiwan, even though nobody, nobody thinks I'm actually Taiwanese. So Why is that? I don't know. I don't, I, I look too much like an ABC or ABT or. Whatever. How do you look like an ABT? <laughs> I don't know. Is that like a whole look? Well, yeah, it's, it's that whole look, right? Like kind of big boned. Um, and you always have, like, you always wear hoodies and stuff. I don't know. There's a look. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. Like, people will intentionally dress up like an AB, ABT or ABC. Man, so back in the days where, when, like, everybody would wear Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> there was that time. <laughs> it's definitely a look. Now it's like now it's evolved into yeah, it's, the it's, it's um, pure prep look, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's evolved a bit now, mm. but there's definitely a it's definitely a thing. Yeah, but then yeah. so you lived in Shanghai, America, and now you're in uh, Sydney, right? Or yes. New South Wales, right? That's in New Sydney. South Wales. Uh, Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, my Irish friend Jody's actually over there at the moment working in construction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's better um, than being in Ireland, the fucking weather anyway. The, all the Irish people here work in construction, and especially we call them lollipop girls because they always are standing at the, on the street with a stop sign. Because <laughs> 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 the stop sign looks like a lollipop, so. It, apparently they're called lollipop girls. It's like, mother, I've gone all the way to Australia to become a lollipop man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a genderless position. We, we prefer the term lollipop people. <laughs> they get yes. paid pretty well. Of they, course they, they do. They get paid like um, $40 an hour, I think. Okay, how That's much all- is that in real money? Um, in Taiwanese dollars is around 800 per hour. So they're doing a bit better than an English teacher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you go, don't teach English in Taiwan. Go to Australia and become a lollipop man. <laughs> 800, is that around the same? Uh, 600, I believe, starting off. And most schools will be like, if you ask for more, they'll be like, fuck you, we'll just find somebody else. <laughs> they don't give a shit. Yeah, it depends on the school, though. I mean... I had one guy I used to live with. He used to teach, uh, what do you call them? Like nuclear power plant people English. Oh, yeah, he made bank. He made bank on that. Anyway, listen, we could go on all day about the shit talking. We can leave that for another time. But let's jump right into what we were discussing previously and the whole point of this podcast, which is to do with uh, Taiwanese identity and what we were relating to previously, um, especially on one of those posts I did about um you know the idea that if you're a foreigner coming to taiwan you're perceived almost as a loser because you couldn't make it at home yes exactly but in Um, taiwan it's like if you can't make it in taiwan and you leave you're not a loser (laughs) well it's um i guess there's still a little bit of that but in taiwan but it depends on where you go of course 
it's like if you go to anywhere aside from America, Japan, and Europe, you're probably a loser. Like my friend told me, uh, like my friend actually told me when I when I decided to come to Australia to study, he said, "Oh, isn't Australia just for people who can't who who don't who's not Get into smart. the U.S.?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, I had to block a guy, he, he, he just kept going on and on about, the only reason Taiwanese students go to Ireland is because they couldn't get into the UK, and we all know that. I was like, fuck you, dude, the only reason, you know, I was about to turn around and be like, I couldn't really, I'm not going to say what I wanted to say to the guy, but I ended up just blocking him, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thought, like, um, especially, like, like for instance, for me, I've been here for nine years. Um, and even though I really want to go back to Taiwan and especially what in the, in a sense, like I want to go back, I want to go back and contribute and work in um, public projects if possible. But my friends will tell me like, why would you come back to Taiwan? It's a place for losers. So the whole idea that for um, any foreigners that would come to Taiwan, especially if, if it's from the first tier countries, that just means that they can't, like, why would you come to Taiwan? It's, it must be because you can't make it back home or else why would you escape and not have tried to have a good life over there? Yeah, I mean, this is something I've had to listen to before and... I kind of turn around and I throw it back at them. I'm like, well, why the fuck do a lot of Taiwanese have to leave Taiwan? It isn't because they're losers. It's because they're trying to find you know, opportunities somewhere else, which is yeah. something inherently fucking Irish at this stage. Most, a lot of Irish move abroad. It's very normal, except I went to Taiwan, whereas a lot of my friends, like you, went to Australia. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I think... I think a lot of people used to have that idea it's because like they they're not up for competition in their homeland but then especially for myself like I decided to leave Taiwan because I want to find somewhere that is more suitable for me as a person like well, the kind of lifestyle I want or the kind of value I have so like, why can it not be the same for a foreigner going to Taiwan? Like, why can it be just somebody who prefers that um, environment, right? Like, somebody who likes an urban environment that's that's very convenient, but also maybe they like the weather more. Like, or the, why, why you know, is urban it? and, you know, being able to take the MRT and live in a city center while also having a five-minute walk to go hiking. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a great lifestyle. Why wouldn't you move to a place like that? And it, it might be slightly cheaper than w where they were before. And maybe they don't like the cold or the heat or, you know, like, it's just because why can't you immigrate to, so to migrate to somewhere that you feel more comfortable and more at home? So, like, if we were doing this ourselves as a Taiwanese person decides to move elsewhere because you like that lifestyle more, why wouldn't other people do the same? I guess so it, goes, I yeah. it goes back yeah. to the point you were saying with me earlier that, like you said, for a lot of Taiwanese, it's why would you come to Taiwan? And it goes yeah. back to the idea of an inferiority complex. 
and it's and especially I, I definitely do feel like it's there's an inferiority co complex, but the reason why is so much deeper and more mm. complex. It's like it's the um I I hate um going back to this, but it's like it's because we used to think ourselves as somewhat like as a big country in a small is trapped in a small island so we're comparing ourselves to big inland countries that have a different per, have different issues different perspectives different economies and that that that's also why we feel that there's a need to um to be part of a bigger union or you know like um needing bigger space bigger land and always look seeking um bigger money or bigger market whereas like actually taiwan's not that small and we 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 are able to self-sustain like compared to other countries then and with that idea in mind we will never be happy because we're not a big country. We're not China. We're not America. It's like it's a completely different playing field, and there's not really no point comparing ourselves to big countries like that. Whereas like other countries are very like Switzerland are very happy being themselves. Like why can't we be like Estonia, right? Like it's. Like it doesn't it doesn't make sense in that in that way and yeah I mean when yeah. when you look at the the laws about if somebody wants to work in Taiwan after coming out of college it's that you either graduate in Taiwan and go through a point system or you come from an Ivy League university and it's like anybody in an Ivy League university is going to stay in the country where they went to college they're not going to emigrate <laughs> straight away and go to Taiwan to earn well like. 49,000 a month because that's the minimum it you know it doesn't translate but yet that's how the government sees itself it's like you said they maybe it's still like a uh it's still that crossover between where taiwan was under a very focused republic of china to a taiwanese identity and that those two identities are still trying to cross over but that people are still thinking of taiwan as this grander thing than it actually is it's it really is um, systemic, isn't it? Because the way the government is structured, the way um, affects the way the society is structured, and affects the way we think about ourselves. Um, and because our old government used to think that we're we're not just Taiwan, we're a much bigger country, so we treat everything um, temporary. We're not supposed to be here long term as well. Um, and then all these regulations just keep on adding on top of each other. And if you step back, it doesn't really make sense. It's not a coherent immigration policy. Mm, so like, so, yeah. uh, and it, it's a really interesting because like when, even when I was still in Taiwan doing university, there wasn't very clear ways of becoming, um, a, becoming a resident in Taiwan. That was the time when most of the partner, like, um, you know, becoming a Taiwanese um, other half, like it's it, the, that was the time when the regulations are still very much about um, Southeast Asian brides. It's not even like considering anybody else. The same with um, working permits, like it's so limited to 
selected people it's not it, it's not coherent mm. um yeah so like it like i i don't really understand the ar the the current arc system but my friend told me that say for instance if you want to teach english you have to be from an english-speaking country they have like a list of various countries that they consider to have a native english level but the problem is is that what is native english are native english speakers necessarily the best at english why can't somebody that's from southeast asia that's been trained to teach english or france or somewhere else do it so the only way you can get around that is if you have an uh, a permanent residency then you can take on whatever job you want because you don't need the arc So I did have a Maltese friend and even teaching English was outside of his, you know, realm of being able to work because even though he speaks English fluently, like it's the language he also grew up with, mm. they don't consider him a native English speaker. While in Ireland, we also have two uh, languages, Irish and English, but yet we're treated as a native English country and Canada, the same, you know, Uh, French and English. So I guess in my mind, it really goes back to a lack of understanding that you you don't even need a native English speaker to teach English. You just need somebody competent in the language that understands the grammar, which I'm afraid to say most English speakers actually don't. (laughs) (laughs) And um, what makes sense to me is that there's a lot of really good English teachers in Taiwan. And if they really want this 2030 policy for everyone to be bilingual to work, they need to really open it up and to be able to maybe make it more affordable for schools to be able, because like $600 an hour, I think for a lot of English uh, teachers, that hasn't increased in a long time. And I think, yeah, if you bring in, if you diversify who can actually teach English, it might actually be better for Taiwan. But I guess going back to what you were saying previously, that Taiwan is kind of like a small country that sees itself bigger. And because of that, it's, you could almost say, just asking, is it a case Mm -hmm. that Taiwan thinks of itself as such a bigger entity than it is that it's maybe putting in the wrong kind of policies and outlook on immigration and how it's dealing with the rest of the world. But then again, it does also come back to Taiwan not being fully recognized in the world. Yes, like, the, well, I think the um, Taiwan like Taiwan not being recognized officially is a completely different kind of fish. Right? Yeah. Like, that is international politics. It's messy, it's complicated. But, um, and, you know, like, there's too many different camps that are debating what's the right route. I don't even think it's the right time to talk about it. But it does play into some ways, right? Like, um, the the whole idea of an inferiority complex that if we're not recognized and our place in the world. Yeah, it's like, that definitely buys into, like, it definitely goes into the fact that why we feel inferior and also why we feel like um, if we need to go elsewhere to prove our self-worth and prove that we exist as a person, then why would anybody else want to come to us? Um, like for instance, like why I say that is, you know, like how hard people, Taiwanese people try to get a second passport 
or want their kids to not be Taiwanese and have another passport. It is the, the, the idea that you will, you're always on the run, isn't it? And if that's the case, why would anybody want to become our citizen if our government is not, is not being recognized and its place in the world is always being challenged? So, and if, um, yeah, that, like, that's the, that's the simplest way to see it, I guess. Mm. If, yeah, if none of us have um, a real sense of security for our future, then why would anybody make the same risk? Or do they just don't understand? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I remember somebody was saying, you know, along the lines of if you were to become Taiwanese, um, you know, would you don't if you didn't have to serve in the military, you shouldn't be Taiwanese. And my thoughts were, mm. you know, then half of Taiwan shouldn't be Taiwanese because they're women and they can't serve. Mm. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, I guess there is some well, sense. You can serve. You can serve. You you can voluntarily become. But it's not expected, right? It's well, not yeah, mandatory. It's not no, it's not mandatory. And and um, we've been pushing towards um pushing towards not making it mandatory anymore well i guess it's i don't know i mean the taiwan's political situation is as you know quite complicated but let's not jump into that fucking deep <laughs> end of the pool right now yeah that's a whole different fucking story i mean jumping back to you know the idea of foreigner losers um i mean even thinking of the you know what I always go back to thinking is colonization, especially the Japanese colonization era. How has that actually affected the Taiwanese mindset towards themselves and their place in the world? Well, isn't it, the thing is like, it's, it's interesting because if you look at the two main, um, main ethnic, not really ethnic, but um, two main groups in in Taiwan, um, you have the the KMT, the the white surgeon, um, who who is internally thinking like it's it's built into their their identity the fact that Taiwan is not home. Taiwan is temporary. Mm-hmm. Our our China is so much bigger, and whereas but then you have the not the DDP or the the Thai, Thai, DTP, Taiwan DPP, DDP, yeah, the DPP. Um, then you have the that usually they in their identity they identify themselves more as Japanese than Chinese in a way. They see the Japanese as more of a legitimate um, the legitimate government that where we ascend from, in a sense, where t- the Taiwanese identity ascend from. So that is still, uh, that, that identity is still bigger than the geographic Taiwan mm. itself. So no, no matter which, uh, like at least these two big camps, like the, the, the mainstream two camps, no matter which side you're on, you're, you still don't think Taiwan is enough as it is as itself but even and, within the um, dpp would they not feel that a taiwanese independence is enough though 
especially um, the pro-independence movements. I mean, within those, obviously, they're, like you said, Taiwan is not big enough. It has to be associated with something else. But for the majority mm. of people with that Taiwanese identity, surely Taiwan might be enough, right? Or I, I think that's, that's two different things, though. Like, identifying Taiwan as independent is different from realizing Taiwan itself is enough, either... Um, either military wise or um, or economic wise there um, I think that I think that's also the thing being part, like being in the middle of two big you know two two major military um, strongholds and having and like on the verge of war for the past hundred years or more um, you like we have to recognize which, like I guess, like you, you, it, it has a feeling like you won't we won't be able to hold our own if something does happen, right? So the idea of independence is different from thinking whether or not Taiwan is enough, because if we if we look at it objectively, Taiwan. It's are we small in terms of geographically? Not really, compared to all the different countries in the world. Well, in you're only half the size of Ireland. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and then, so I'm just joking. And then, <laughs> and then you, you look at, um, and then you look at Taiwan population-wise. Taiwan has the same population as Australia. So economic-wise, we are like we have a big enough market, but we always feel like we're not enough. I guess that does go play into the business side of things. The fact that many, I don't think it's been until recently that most Taiwanese businesses have thought about expanding outside of the Chinese market. Mm. I mean, yeah. um, I've worked in mostly startups here and they're usually quite internationally focused, but even then I think the mindset for business is still very limited in thinking about the importance of, you know, marketing user experience uh, localizing products or you know mm. for um, especially online services seems to be a big one for me um i've seen like catch play and stuff yeah catch play oh is, my god that grinds my gear so yeah. so <laughs> much do we want to start this oh my god this is what i'm really frustrated about as well like taiwan doesn't look beyond like their understand their current understanding of what international is like or where Taiwanese people might be at least like where your market might be cash play so I'm in Australia right there's a lot of there's a lot of Mandarin speaking people there's a lot of Taiwanese people here um and when I want to watch I forgot which um I think I really want to watch that here because i um everybody's been talking about it and i'm somebody who i want to pay like i want to go through the proper channels to watch my tv show especially good if for it's you taiwanese. good for I you i know especially as taiwanese because i know <laughs> we are being pressured and like yeah <laughs> yeah so you know yeah, so yeah. like we have i i want to be able to support local good local content um content and good local talents but you cannot watch it over um in australia because 
Cash Play has the rights, and Cash Play does not have is um is not in Australia or New Zealand. Oh, so it's regionally blocked for you. Yes. Oh, that's shit. Yeah, and um, Gongsu Jia is not is not accessible outside of Taiwan. <laughs> that's really annoying, actually. <laughs> I know. I'm like, this is so fucked up. Why would you just give the only give the copyright to Cash Play and like that is so limited? I think they're allowed in China. Maybe that's why. I guess because that's the biggest market, but I think the problem is that the mindset of many businesses and even the government in many ways is that we want to look international without being international. And that goes into play with a lot of policies. Um, I think especially this idea that only Taiwan only wants to attract the best possible people, which is, you know, at the end of the day, many countries like where you are now, Australia, Canada, Mm -hmm. Uh, even many parts of Europe have point-based systems Yes. for who they allow to come into the country to work legally. And even those point-based, point-based systems aren't necessarily that difficult, I think. I think for me especially because I'm a native English speaker and blah, blah, blah. But it's the fact that if you have some amount of experience and something to give, it's usually you know a lot of paperwork, a lot of time bit of money to get in and get it done but i think in taiwan it's a case that the people that go to taiwan like myself we have you know i wouldn't say we're not top level management people but we do have skills and we do have insights to give but it's the yeah. idea of oh you know this is what we get but we what we really want there's like the top cfos the cio ceos yeah. and like top management from like get into this company to that company lead the way for taiwan but it's like who in the name of jesus i mean i i, I honestly don't want to sound like an asshole or nothing here you know but there's a lot of countries in the world that are the similar situation as Taiwan and they don't, you know, they, they do have these policies and this mindset of we have to try to get in these big people, but still yeah. keeping the policies to focus on bringing in the, the talent that could be useful for businesses. I think it's that mindset that we're getting loser foreigners that kind of bugs <laughs> me in a way. It's like, you know, um, yeah. Are there people that come here because maybe they're, Maybe fucking losers back home, maybe. There's a lot of people that go abroad for those reasons. A lot of people that would just want to go abroad and fuck around and have some fun. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's the Which idea is that, both of, like, I fit into both caps. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know, not everybody that goes to Taiwan is like that. And we shouldn't be too judgmental of people that are like that either. A lot of people go abroad. Like, the one-year holiday visa that Taiwanese have to go to Ireland and Australia. Like, they're... Oh, yeah. like, are they losers because they go away for a year just to get a job? Or well, a, I lot get, of ta- you know. a lot of Taiwanese people think they're losers. Why? It, they, they think they're strawberries who can't who who can't take, cop, cop the pressure or why? the competition. Why, Lorraine? Tell me why. This is the crux <laughs> of what we're talking about. Why did Taiwan have this opinion, and why do they enforce it on the fact that if you're foreign going to Taiwan, you also have to be a loser? <laughs> <laughs> Because Asians think anybody who can't um, succeed in the traditional path just means that um, they can't cop it. 
<laughs> yeah, but you know, every every everyone's told they can succeed, but only a few can. That's really fucked up. I know. <laughs> I know. Not all, not I all know. of us are going to be CEOs and go to Yale. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, every single person is a CEO <laughs> of their life. No. I know, like it's 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 ironic. It's so frustrating, and the thing is, like. I think it's also the fact that um, we forget that um, even foreign talent, right? Like it doesn't matter having the having the top elite management. Like it's also about getting people who are skilled, so you can you can train the local talent as well, and also have them adapt into with into lo- have the loyalty towards Taiwan and willing to stay and become CEOs or become great people. Like, why don't you want good people to contribute to society? And plus, what's the best kind of, of citizens do you want? Like, you want people who love your country, not just because they're born there, right? Like, well, it's like the problem, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, people who are born there, they don't get to choose. They don't all, they're not always the best type of people you well, mostly, you know you have this one person saying to me foreigners could spy on taiwan i'm like well sadly the vast majority of spies in taiwan are taiwanese, are taiwanese. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know it's kind of yeah, ironic exactly. we can't trust like- you we can't trust you to fight in our war against china if it ever happens and i'm like dude the amount of people have dual citizenship that will be like, yep, fuck this out the door. Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> Gone. <laughs> it's like, are you serious? Yeah. That's kind of what um, the, th- the, the interesting thing about you were saying, like foreigners should do military or else they don't like love time. I, I, I would honestly be, if it's a case that legally, if you know, it'd be like maternity leave for my company. They'd be like, hey, this guy's going to the military. Keep, give him his job back in a fucking <laughs> months to a year. I'd be like, A-okay. I don't know. Maybe. Probably if, it, if that wasn't the case, I'd still do it. But yeah, I'd do military service if it meant I could get citizenship. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, I would do military service if they asked me. I, like, I don't think that's a big question to ask. Yeah. I, the thing is, like, the thing is, like, um, the military service at the moment, most people just say it's a waste of time. So if you're already wasting um, the time of half of the country's population, why do you waste the other halves? <laughs> <laughs> because it's symbolic. It's supposed to showcase your, your your sworn divinity and love for Taiwan, so you can vote in elections and eat your chow and. I don't know, eat that being. I'm getting out of this. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but you know what I mean. But getting back. I, I, yeah, I know what you yeah. mean. Yeah, I guess it's the, um, I mean, there's some people that would argue, oh, foreigners come here, they teach, they're, you know, they, they don't know how to speak the language, you just go in without any prep and this and that. And, you know, I, I turn around and I'm like, yeah, it happens. There's some pretty shitty teachers. Um, yeah. But I mean, don't only blame the teachers, blame the system. You have, you know, bushy bands in schools that just want a white face. They don't care how qualified exactly. a white face is. Yeah. They're not pushing those people. And in Taiwan, it's the case that they don't offer the training. They don't offer courses. They don't really vet people as much as they probably should be on a police report that says I'm not a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a pedo and he's white. Get him in, you know? Not all schools, obviously. But, I mean, a lot of schools are going to care about, uh, you know, about your experience. But yeah. I think this attitude that 
all foreigners behave this way is wrong because the vast majority of um, people that work in Taiwan that are not nationals are Southeast Asians that work, you know, pretty fucking hard. And many of them don't have the opportunity to work towards getting permanent residency, which is wrong. Yeah, exactly. And people who are, who are willing to work and stay and they should, they should have a choice to do what they want to do and what they're good at. But then why are they losers? (laughs) Why are they losers? They're losers. No, no, I guess it's just like the idea that you'd be a loser for wanting to stay and to do that. I mean, like, you know, I go back to that thing of, um, uh, people say to me before, I mean, I, 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 my old company, I had these two Americans, um, two of them saw themselves as being very accomplished and they would turn to me and they would say things like, you know, if you stay here in this company, you're going nowhere in life. The real jobs are in New York and London. Yeah. You're killing your career by staying here. What do you really want to do with your life? I, you know, I almost wanted to turn around and be like, I'm not going to be the next fucking Steve jobs. Like, let's be fucking fair, you know? If I got a management job doing marketing stuff, I'd be pretty fucking thrilled because and I'm doing my own wee page. I'm enjoying my life. I don't have the ambition to come up with the next fucking smartphone design and idea. Like, <laughs> Why do people instantly think that about if your career doesn't excel to the point of being a CEO, are you really working? Like, I, I do wonder, is, like, is it also a bit because of like our our is it also because of american uh, like uh, the influence of american culture as well and also like i think the the also people used to think foreigners are all losers it is probably because there has been a few bad eggs and because of post-colonialism there have like there are losers who are it it is a case (laughs) that there is white privilege in taiwan like i said you get a white face in the classroom it's in jobs sometimes not all the time and there's some teachers that aren't just there for white privilege because just because they do a good job but it is a case that there is a lot of white worshiping in taiwan and a lot of white people do benefit from it Oh yeah, definitely. Like, well, it's not. I mean, that to me is what comes back to the idea of a loser, is that there is some level of resentment that you can Hmm. come all the way from your country, teach kids um, English, have not the qualifications and background to do it, but still do it. How dare you? Blah blah blah. But then again, you know, um, when I hear that, it's like, to what extent? What are the statistics? How are you basing this? Is this personal experience? Is this just hearsay? Is this gossip? Is this based on statistics? Is this based, like, what is this based on? Is this just because of a collective experience? Or is this because yeah, there's, yeah. It's kind of, well, it's, it's oh, isn't ambulance. it? Um, it's sorry. just racism, really. Um, it's, it's, it's like, well, let's go down to... this rabbit hole. Come on, Lorraine. Let's go down this rabbit hole. It's racism. No. Let's jump down this rabbit hole. <laughs> Every time I do that, I get 40 fucking messages from people telling me to go home. <laughs> okay, no, let's not go down this rabbit hole. This well, let's, 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 let's fucking jump because nobody listens to this podcast outside of a couple of hundred people. So we're okay for now. Just don't do it on a Facebook post. And you're going like, to get a lot of people going, how dare you? You're white. I'm like, yes, I am. I, I really don't know where this conversation is going. We're, we're so much more eloquent. 
on, on Facebook Messenger. I know, I know. We were so out. We're like, listen, I'm talking about, of course, the idea of other, uh, of othering people through the idea that if you look into the darkness and you see a pair of eyes looking back, you realize that the other actually exists and it makes you uncomfortable. Oh yeah, we're more like, you know, very fucking, yeah. <laughs> If, I told, if that was what you were looking for for this um for no for this no I, i'm just looking for a fucking chat i'm drinking some wine i'm chilling out so are you we, we don't I, need I that. should go get some whiskey just a second okay can I'll, I, just, can I, I'll just edit this part don't worry yeah okay go go cut, cut. <laughs> I wonder if you want to join us. I wonder if Mark wants wants to join us because we talk about this quite a lot. Get Mark in the mix. <laughs> Mark, do you want to join us? Uh, yeah. No, he said no. <laughs> Call him a bogan. <laughs> You're a bogan. Nah, he's he's from Tasmania. I don't. Oh, he's Tasmania on Smoko, has- is he? <laughs> is he on Smoko? <laughs> what's that sheep fucker is it no tasmania doesn't have sheep no they have a lot of fucking penal colonies <laughs> yeah. oh oops babe i i i poured too much do you want half yeah that's how you get an australian on a fucking podcast tap them in with a bit of whiskey <laughs> babe i've got some whiskey Kavalan. yellowtail Kavalon's not that great, to be honest. Yellowtail. Yeah. <laughs> we'll oh get God. you a chair. No, no, no. You don't know? No, you would. Oh, he's too shy. Oh, Jesus. He's That's not it. shy. That's right. He's got a lot to say. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, humble as ever. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, um, let's let me see what time it is on this thing, so I know. Okay, let's start from here. So you're back and you have your drink. Yes. Okay. Um, where where were we? Well, the thing is that okay. <laughs> you haven't even been <laughs> drinking. How did you forget? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, there are I don't know what the statistics are, but say for instance, um, with, anecdotally. I think there's there's always there has always been a bit of um, truth in the fact that there are people who decides to come to Taiwan or go to Thailand or go to Korea because they can earn an easy buck and they can get what they want easily, a easy lifestyle, cheap, easy lifestyle, and be popular in those places and have a good living. Yeah. So there, there, there's definitely people like that, right? I think in Taiwan, that sort of that way, that, that way of life is kind of going away for sure. I mean, you yeah. can come here and sure, you can be popular, but you're not that popular. Taiwan is <laughs> definitely internationalized a lot. You can't just go up to a oh, random yeah. person and be like, hello, what's your wife going on? Nihala. They'd be like, oh, you have fun. You want to fuck me? No. You know, it's a, you know, it's not like what happened with those stupid videos of that English guy walking around trying to pick up women. Did you see that? 
I vaguely remember. I know yeah, there's they, like, they, they basically like, cause a fucking stir and then they um was they, it was all fake though. They just tried to get the reaction out of the media. They make money off it and then they fuck off to somewhere uh, else in Asia. They basically oh, yeah. are using the anger against sex bots against the people mm. to make money. It's kind of funny. But not I really know. funny. It's kind of fucked up <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I guess it is true in many ways. But I think in Taiwan in particular, that sort of thing is... I mean... Like 10 years ago, it was still like that and those those sort of attitudes take a long time to fucking get rid of yeah. for sure yeah, and there still exactly. are people that come here and they act the way they act i mean you saw that guy getting his face tattooed with you know taiwan <laughs> yeah <laughs> and we love it we love any outsider that loves taiwan like yeah that's basically that, yeah that's basically my facebook page exactly yeah oh look at this foreigner saying how much he likes taiwan he likes damping what a fucking legend oh my god he said that doga oh (laughs) exactly right yeah but then when i say when i say something like migrant workers rights need to be taken care of how dare you (laughs) then everybody's just like son of a bitch i mean okay let's um i i have to I have to ask you one thing. I don't know if you want to cut this out, but what are your thoughts about the president, the the presidency thing? What exactly? You know, the the, um, the American was he head of CDC? No, he was head of he was he was head of social services, wasn't it? He um he visited Taiwan and met with the president Tsai oh. and. Oh, that's stuff. Her name? Listen, listen. Okay. America hasn't been in Taiwan for high level meetings in over 40 years. If the fucker mispronounces the name, I think we can forgive (laughs) them at this stage. Let's just get them in the bag right now. We'll deal with the name shit in the future. Most Americans can't even pronounce, you know. Irish names correctly, never mind Taiwanese names. Oh, you guys are, it's too hard. It doesn't make exactly. sense. <laughs> How do you think they feel about a fucking Taiwanese name? <laughs> they can't even get white people's names properly, never mind an Asian person's name. <laughs> they're fucked. <laughs> and they're Americans. No offense to the Americans listening, but you know, even the English can't even say Irish names basically correct. Yeah, um, but like, it's just like, so everybody's saying that it's presidency? Not President C, but I'm like, but it doesn't make sense. Like, grammarly doesn't make sense. It's oh, if it's cares? if it's gonna be presidency, it's the presidency. So like, it doesn't. It, it was just a slip of the mouth. It doesn't matter. Stop trying to make it something. It's I honestly not. didn't hear this. I I honestly have not been paying attention to this at all. I honestly didn't give a fuck. I've been so busy. I mean, I, I'm shocked that this has not been as, you know, a bigger thing. Like, people haven't got the day off to go down and be like, fuck yeah, they're back. The Yanks are back. Please don't send the GIs. Don't send them to Linz and Belo. <laughs> All the GIs go up to fucking Jungshan again, huh? <laughs> Here, lads, listen. All these GIs are back. Let's put prostitution back on the menu. <laughs> we'll make some money off the bastards. Send them to Revolver. You'll have, drink you'll, have, right. you'll have the other camp of people like, oh yeah, just get let the girls who love um, foreign sausages, they'll, they'll be happy. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Honestly, 
honestly <laughs> to god if you, you haven't been back to taiwan in a while right um i go i go back every year for like for a month mm. so you ever go to revolver really. yeah revolver is like one of those places where i go where if i'm with friends it's great but then if i'm not i meet like well recently it's not the case but i remember when i used to go a lot i used to be like oh my god yeah i've just arrived in taiwan and you're like cool and then they're like they want to hear all the advice they can get from you and it's like ah, oh, jesus oh my god you could speak chinese and all this shit like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so so revolver become like roxy not really that, that honestly like i think revolver is like the outdoor in everybody's mostly outside and it's, usually people are quite chill I mean, for a bar that doesn't have a lot of fights, for that many people, it's pretty amazing to me. <laughs> I, I mean, like, Re Revolver now is kind of old Roxy, like, what Roxy used to be. I honestly don't even know what Roxy is. I don't yeah, fucking... Yeah, like, you're, you're too... You're, you're too, too young. young. You're, you're a too, you're too new. You're a new beer <laughs> oh, greenhorn. Have, um, have you been to Pawn Shop? Oh, fuck. You know Tim, right? No. Who, oh, never mind. I know a Tim that knows Pawn Shop. Have you been? Nope. <laughs> I, oh, I, don't, I, don't so wanna, I know, but I don't want to stay out late. The last time I stayed out late, that's I ended up... That's what I told my friend oh, on New Year's like... Eve. He was like, let's go to this place. Let's go to this party. No, no. We have to party for Lorraine, so long. the last time I went out, I ended up staying out till like 4 a.m. with two gangsters <laughs> drinking soju and Taiwan beer together out of one of those like fucking containers. You put that weird like fucking shit from 7-Eleven and I was dying the next day. I, I'm only 27 <laughs> and I already feel like I'm like, I don't want to commit to staying out late tonight. And if we do, I want to have oh, a drink boy. of water with each drink. I'm getting to that fucking, I, I'm having a bottle of wine at home tonight on a Friday because I can't be <laughs> arsed to get drunk like crazy. <laughs> anyway, let, let's go That's back to I what we were discussing. Let's, let's, let's probably go back to what we were discussing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, let's not talk about the great pubs in Taipei because, like, sorry, we don't have nightlife here anymore. Well, no, like, I usually just go to park life because it's usually chill and they have a skateboard ramp inside with pool and pinball. What's park life? It's a new bar that's been open like it? six months. It is what's the name of that big building with all the fucking electronics and near Zhengxia Xinsheng, like a Guangfu, um, near Sintrand. Yeah, somewhere like that. I can never remember the fucking name of it. No, it's just down the road. It's really cool. It's like the place I usually go to. Um, and then... This is why I want you to move back to Taipei. Nobody would hire me. The problem with Taipei is just that, like, you know... The bars are so spread out from each other as well, which is kind of annoying. So you can't really go to... Yeah, it's like in Ireland, you have a bar next to a fucking bar next to a bar. It's like the 7-Elevens in Taiwan. That's what you, bars are like in Ireland. Well, well, that's the thing. 7-Eleven are bars. No, it's, so. called, no, it's called Club 7. <laughs> so, yeah, so you'll Club never seven. break the chain. Lorraine, what, what are we talking about? We're supposed to be talking about identity here. Jesus. Hey, 7-Eleven is part of our identity. Why didn't we drink before we did this podcast? <laughs> See, that's why I was like, do we need to plan? Do I need to do some research? No, like, fuck that. Who, 
no 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 oh let's uh here let me grab this very uh you know uh, uh let me grab this statistic here uh, yes uh, according to this uh, statistic statistically speaking uh every, every taiwanese person in taiwan has half has only got one testicle statistically speaking because half the population is women do you find it fascinating statistically that every taiwanese person has one testicle no fuck that shit i don't want Listen, it's fun, but I'm not the kind of... You've seen what I write. You've seen what I fucking yeah. post. I'm not the kind of guy that's like, I'm going to sit down and talk about statistics and think oh. about it. No, if you want to do that <laughs> shit, like, not that shit shit, but you know. <laughs> you know what I mean. Anyway, I but I guess for me, what I've always thought is that even when it comes to Taiwanese identity, I do get this feeling of almost the feeling of especially when it was running up to the election with Han Guoyu you have all mm-hmm. this shit going on and a lot of Taiwanese people kind of feel down it's like the, this idea of misanthropy of their place in the world and that we're never going to be an independent country Taiwan is too small China's too big we're never going to win their economy is big they have a big army what are we supposed to do I don't care I'm just going to like check out my phone actually um, but um, you know that—that's the kind of feeling I get from yes. a lot of people. But, uh, talking talking about that place in time in history for Taiwan, that was—I think that was for me um, within my conscious life, like what I remember. Um, the highest point of self-identity that Taiwanese people had, because there was a there was a sense that we <clears throat> we are not. Chinese. We are Taiwanese no matter how we call our country, which was very a very different sentiment. Like it was not so widely shared. And also that sentiment, everybody used to think that, but we don't say it out loud. So so that 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 presidential election kind of gave Taiwanese people a chance to say, like, hey, it's okay to admit that out loud and other people also think that too i guess it was like like uh legitimizing that idea then Mm -hmm. politically speaking that in a social consciousness it exists but to give it some breath and life it almost has to be voted in in a way yeah yeah exactly and and the thing is like i have to say the type of people um I feel like it's the change of policies as well. The positioning of where the country position ourselves within the international community has changed. Because mm. with Mainjo, it was so clear that we like that was the po- that was the point in time where we're like China's really important and they are our allies. So, so that was the, that, and, and the thing is like, I remember when Mainjo was president, I, we just started coming out of uni and going into the, um, going, going into the job market. And there was this strong feeling that we're going to lose to China because they're so competitive, they're so talented and they're so hungry. And we're gonna lose. And it's not just like from us, it's also from our parents. It's just like, there's that, there's, um, 
this innate fear of survival is like you guys won't survive because they're coming for us the low-cost um, model in taiwan yeah. is no longer viable yes exactly yes whereas when taiwan got elected the the um our view our vision turns turned towards the broader asia mm. i think that was that was a di difference in like that that kind of turned the table in terms of like we don't have to i know they there was like i know it's hard to cut china off completely and because like a lot of people already invested so much in china as well especially Even today yeah yeah exactly yeah. it's like especially the smes and also the zhong xiao qiye is the pillar of taiwanese society mm. and they put most of their money in china so there's so it was so hard to to turn away but it was also around the time when people are realizing shit we can't put our eggs in a basket anymore at least some people are starting to to notice that well yeah i mean i, I don't yeah. want to go full irish on you right now but it was the idea of james Connolly, who was a socialist that the only way for ireland to ever be truly independent was to not only in terms of nationhood but also economically become less dependent on mm. Britain at the time. And even though Ireland is still somewhat, you know, they're our closest neighbor. They're not the, the it, you know, we're not as dependent as we used to be. But then again, the relationship between Ireland and England is very fucking different to what it is with, between Taiwan and China, which also yes. has to be recognized. But I guess it does go back to that point of view that, like you said, too many eggs in one basket, that they have more control mm. over us. And then who's really controlling Taiwan in terms of the decision-making? Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and it, I think it also says a lot towards where China was in, in the, 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 like the world history as well, and also economically, right? Because mm. it was around when Taiwan came, um, came into office, it was around the time when when Chinese salaries were getting too expensive. And also they were unionizing, not in, in a sense, not, not like locally, but mm. um, they, were, they, they were talking about workers' rights broadly and espe especially targeting foreign co um, companies. Mm. So, so it, it becomes too expensive, like more and more expensive to do business or make a living in China. So they're also forced to to direct their vision to other places like Cambodia, like Vietnam. Yeah, Southeast Asia, the uh, southbound policy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but, so it's so it's not just us; it's also where they are in history as well. But I guess from everything that we're talking about right now, about this revitalization, or rather, a rebirth, or a renaissance of what it is to be Taiwanese, or I wouldn't even say the beginning. I would say it's almost a rebirth of ideal from this you know, ideology that exists within the social conscience of people that's finally being allowed to exist. Mm. And that it's because it's so brand new, there's still this sense of, I would say, maybe in some ways, both conscious and unconscious um, inferiority complex until that identity can be fully established in many ways. And that's why yeah. it still exists. It's the, the identity for Taiwanese is still forming and there's still yeah. a lot of uncertainty. And maybe that's, 
another reason why many Taiwanese would say, you know, salary in Taiwan shit. You, why are you coming here? You should go abroad. Mm. How does that really fit in? I mean, what do you think about that? Well, the thing is, like, yes, yes, the salary in Taiwan is shit. Yes, the working. Yeah, foreigners don't come here just for the salary. To be very no, honest, no, they don't stay for the salary. To be very honest, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a lot of people, like a lot of foreigners, move to Bali. It's not for the salary. It's no. for the lifestyle. It's yeah. not. But then it it is a problem. But also. I I personally feel like bringing in more foreign workers or foreign um, talent will help normalize Taiwan's working environment. In terms of normalizing it for an international standard, or normalizing it for an internationally focused industry. Um, a bit of both, but at least in terms of like the the working culture and also regulation in terms of worker rights. I think right now the problem with the international side of things is that being a foreigner in Taiwan, it really does split up into various different groups. And the problem is the various different groups all have various different wants and needs. So. I think yeah. for migrant workers and caregivers, caregivers want, you know, the whole idea of Standard Labor Act being covered by that. South uh, East Asian migrant workers, when it comes to a great other many issues, because they are covered under that act, so it's other things. But then also blue collar professional workers, not just Western people, but that covers uh, a myriad group of people that are in Taiwan working professionally. And mm-hmm. that we all are. Sorry, I'm burping like crazy. I'm, I'm I'm drinking wine after I had dinner. I'm trying to fucking I'm trying to be so eloquent right now, and it's not working. <laughs> I guess my point is that we all have so many different interests. We all come from so many different countries, and that it's difficult to come together with one unique message. And I find a lot of the organizations that do fight for um, more recognition of um, international talent, both blue collar and white collar is very sporadic and the messaging is very different and i think how they take how the taiwanese side takes it seriously is very different and yeah but that's that's what i what what i think that's why i think there's a need to recognize all foreigners as foreigners and all all foreign workers as all foreign workers it's all they should have they should be seen as a big group isn't it so at least if we can normalize it from both sides and meet meet the taiwanese people in the middle as well like that will lift up everybody and maybe like maybe also eliminate some of the ones that are more um deformed in a sense you know well i guess the the problem is salary because if you're a foreign professional the minimum wage for you is around, I think it's like 49,000. But then if you are a migrant worker, if you aren't a caregiver and you're working in the industries, it's the minimum wage. And then if you're a caregiver, you don't get minimum wage. You get below minimum wage plus 20% goes to brokers. So I think the system is inherently structured and tiered in a way that's very, very, I would say problematic. Very problematic. Very, very problematic. And it's and it's so problematic because it's so 
it, it's so um, divided as well. So like, how do you, how, how do you start? Like uh, the only, the, the only possible way is to scrap everything and start over. And be because it's not a big enough issue that will affect local people. Well, I it's guess not, it is because you're looking at more. over, I think, 70, seven, 700,000, nearly 800,000 people that work in Taiwan as foreign nationals, many of whom are working in, you know, factories that are sustaining mm -hmm. a heavy part of Taiwanese business. I think the foreign professionals, maybe Taiwan, if they left... And then caregivers, I think it is, but the problem is we're just not coordinated enough and we don't have voting rights exactly. and we can't become citizens very easily. And that, that's maybe a big reason why it's too easy in some ways to ignore the issue. Well, exactly. Like, it's the same situation I face here in Australia as well. Like, um, it gets me really frustrated when it comes to immigration laws, when they change it to to the worst right like they and there's no way for us to actually speak up for ourselves and also nobody really cares that much because it's, it doesn't affect the voters the same in and ireland yeah yeah i didn't know that much about um irish immigration law until i came to taiwan and i had to face it and then i started looking at ireland and i saw what the issues were yeah, yeah. like i yeah exactly i i did think like I didn't think Taiwan, well, not, not, that's not true. Like I, I knew that Taiwanese immigration laws were fucked, but like, it wasn't until like, it, uh, it wasn't until I am personally affected by other people's immigration law makes me think maybe that's why we don't care about it. And that's mm. why we haven't done anything about it. Yeah, there's not enough people who want to like. There's not enough Taiwanese people who are personally affected by the bad immigration laws. It's uh, there. There's more people who are affected if they changed. is always gonna be on the other side of justice, right? Like they they won't want to change. So like it's the same with like partner visas, right? Like that that is one thing that you think it's easier to make change. But in Taiwan, there's still not enough people who have um, th strong feelings, who has foreign partners and have strong feelings about having to stay in Taiwan or, or, or have reasons to want to change the law. It's either they are lower social status, so they don't feel like they have any sway towards the law, or they have other options so they don't want to stay in Taiwan. But that's the thing, like for a lot of Taiwanese people as well, like they don't have the strong, it goes back to the Taiwanese identity thing as well. Like there's not a lot of enough Taiwanese people who feel it, the enough sway and enough, um, feel tied to Taiwan enough and there's enough um, benefit for them to stay in Taiwan that and to jump through all the hoops it's not a big enough population like out of all the Taiwanese um de facto partners in some way or form how many of them actually need to stay in taiwan 
Like it does it, it, almost. Oh, sorry, always. were you asking me that question? No, no, I'm not asking. It's rhetorical, right? Like yes, but it was the very long silence. I know. Like I, know. I was like, oh like, fuck, rhetorical. are you asking me? Sorry, and also, sorry, like, sorry. and also the fact that Taiwanese immigration department is like telling, actively telling these people, so like, if you can, just like, just go out and come back because if nothing big happens, business as usual. We don't go and find these people. Their 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 life is an inconvenience, so nobody really sees the difference, right? Like, well, you can just jump to Hong Kong and come back. It's well, the problem is now it's becoming the inconvenience. Exactly. Where, yeah, now that there is the issue of COVID um, shows the cracks in the well, system. I'll be honest with you. I mean, there's a lot of people that say, oh, well, the government did try to stop these things, blah, blah, blah. But then I sit down and I'm looking at it. I'm like, it was kind of allowing this system wherein you get people without the right permits to work in Taiwan and it benefits Taiwan. So why do we need to change it? But then when the issues start to happen, it's like, well, you knew the law and we don't have to do anything. It's that they get kind of like the benefits of this informal arrangement, but then they Mm -hmm. also get the benefits of when it doesn't work either. And that's where I've always said to like my friends in Taiwan, if you're working here kind of shady or maybe Mm -hmm. not very stable or maybe not purely legally, you'd want to rectify that situation, rectify her. But you know what I mean? It's like, you would really want to, you would want to make sure you have a work permit and you have an ARC. Yeah. But then it's, it's not always easy for, people to get work permits that's the that's the problem yeah that's the problem especially for somebody teaching english that's not a native speaker or somebody that doesn't have a degree that but has lived here and done it that way for five years but they can't use that experience because then they'd have to say that they're working illegally for five years in taiwan to show that they have the five years experience it's kind of a chicken egg situation for most of them and Yeah, unless they want to go to university and do their four years degree but then again who in their 30s is going to come to taiwan and be the only 30-year-old in an undergrad <laughs> class and the only foreigner, or unless they're in like an international class, it's going to be, you know, everyone's going to be like, Kalbea. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's it's okay. looks long, so it's okay. I know, I know. I walked into some fucking university <laughs> classes and all the Taiwanese were like, how sure how? I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm 20 fucking five. What the fuck? <laughs> Is it the beard? Do I have, who, who's the Xiongdi? Uh? <laughs> they'd be yes. like, Melian said Taiwan so who's the Xiongdi? Mel Xiong is that Taiwan just Melian so Xiongdi, uh the Buddha? Xiongdi. Uh Xiong Xiongdi, no. Yeah, I was I did uh woman to uh Yan Tang Kai the Soho or Wajao Yiga Yiga Taiwan Shi Hey Xiongdi. Yeah, you're either a ghost or a gate or in a gang. So like, In a what? In a gang. Yeah, like you're really Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's like something I, I kind of picked up from China. It's Young D or some shit. I don't know where the fuck I picked it up from. I don't know, but that's what's happened. <laughs> yeah, or Jiao Tou. <笑>我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道我知道
Yeah, yeah, the Taiwanese <laughs> gangsters are Taiwanese gangsters are like so nice usually, especially when they yeah. find out you can speak Guoyu. They're like, oh, hey, oh. No, they, they go fucking. They're so nice to me, but then sometimes they're very cold, and that's I'm like, all right, that's what I wanted. That's a stereotype, you know. You got the gangsters like, hey, now I, I want I want to meet the equivalent of like a Joe Pesci gangster in Taiwan. Small, like a little Jack Russell, but he'll fucking rip your throat out, sort of deal. I actually don't want to meet that person, but you know what I mean. Like uh, Zen Zen Siwei. Something like Is that. It? I don't know. No, yeah. it's more like you know, you know, Joe Pesci. You know, Joe Pesci. Yeah, I know. I'm just thinking, who's who's the Taiwanese? No, because they wouldn't be like that. They'd be like more like, I'm gonna get all my friends. We're gonna come down and beat the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like no, there's definitely. Right there. Mafia yeah, the, ones. There's, yeah, there's yeah. mafia characters that you look. Uh, don't piawa. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Like, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't want to fuck I, with the mafia here. It's just all I know is from everybody that's ever told me. It's like you get into a fight with one person in the mafia, they just make one phone call, and you got like twenty people come down to kick the shit out of you. Like on their motorcycles with their legs. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just like, I'm gonna. Kick. It's like, oh, wait, what? This isn't fair anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I, I, went to, I went to school in Zhongli, and um, all the foreigners in Zhongli always like they they whisper to each other. It's like, oh, you have to be careful with the local guys because they'll they're all gangsters and they're gonna fuck your shit up and like push all your motorcycles. Not really. If you treat them with respect, they treat you. They they're, they're fine, right? I mean, I've never had. I mean, I've only ever heard of like this shit going wild when somebody was drunk and they did something. You know what I mean? It's like you went to the wrong bar or something. Yeah, but even then, if you go to the wrong bar, unless you make a fucking scene, they're not going to give you shit. Or if you are in the wrong bar, they'd be like, "Hey, uh, maybe you should leave." That's what happened to me. I went to the wrong bar, and the guy was like, "Hey, so um, you finish this drink and uh, go away, please." And I was like, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh, okay, fair enough." I kind of pretty nice. yeah, because he he was just like because I could speak Mandarin, I guess he was probably being nice yeah, to me. I think that's that's the thing. I yeah. accidentally walked in on the brothel once when I. Well, oh, you went to a KTV that looked, that had like no windows or something. <laughs> <laughs> something like that did happen. I accidentally walked in a um when I first got to Sydney. Me and my Korean roommate, we accidentally went to a um a massage parlor. Because it was really cold in the winter, oh, and we Jesus. both really want to find <laughs> uh, oh, or like a saltang, like kind of like a bathhouse kind. So we saw this bathhouse, and we tried to go in and say like, "Hey, can we can we see your bathhouse?" And the the lady in the front was like, "What the fuck are you guys doing here?" Yeah. Even I'm not that stupid. I'm a foreigner. <laughs> hey, you're in a you're in a foreign city. You like who knows? Like, I don't fucking know. Like you go to anywhere that's like that shit. I mean, I don't know. All I, I know is has, uh, has any um, foreigners gone up to a uh, Binglang Tan and think it's a secret, um, like a hidden disco of some kind? Maybe I don't fucking know. To be honest, I'm not that dumb. <laughs> That's a good idea for a hidden disco, by the way. <laughs> like, no, no, no. A quiet, a quiet rave. Everyone has headphones <laughs> on, so no, the police yeah. won't know what's going on, and the neighbors won't complain. Yeah. Listen, lads, we're gonna have a quiet Taiwanese Bing Long rave. 
<laughs> you have like, like a, you open, yeah, you open the door and it's like a back room. In the every, all, all you can hear is footsteps and the random, <laughs> and the random Taiwanese person clapping backwards and forwards that's in their 70s. And twiddling their fingers because they're getting that exercise and to put the blood in there. Not totally. You have it's like it's like this. You have to wave your hands. By well, well, you do realize we're talking on video, but the people listening can't see that. Oh yeah, they can't hear. <laughs> yeah. That's why I did the clapping. You clap behind yeah, you clapping. in front yeah. of you. Yeah, yeah. It has to be like really loose clapping as well. Like you're like. Oh a giant no! I I remember I was in my old apartment and we could oversee like the the uh the riverside park and uh you could see some fellow just constantly clapping and i just videoed him and i i just said one man standing ovation he's <laughs> 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 just clapping like this i'm like what's he clapping at the fucking all oh, right he's exercising <laughs> <laughs> and they all, all have that cl- clap above their head as well Oh, they're the worst in the gym, especially when they're on the fucking treadmill and you're trying to like run and all you hear is clapping. You're like, what the f-? Cheers for the clapping, but I've only run a kilometer, you prick. <laughs> you know, is it sarcastic yeah. clapping, you bastard? <laughs> that makes you run faster. No, right? I don't fucking know, to be honest. Oh, God almighty. Anyway. I think this we're conversation com- has go- gone off the rails completely. I'm fine with that. I mean, to be <laughs> honest with you, have you ever you haven't listened to my podcast before? I, I, get off- I have. Oh, you're you're one of the few, I guess. <laughs> Do I keep on the fucking rails? No. <laughs> That's the best kind of podcast, kind of right. Oh, it's true though. I mean, oh, listen. I have it. Huh? By the way, I had this great idea. Well, more wine for me. Look, you can hear it pouring. Ready? Ooh, it's like me peeing. You know how podcasts is like the shit right now, right? Oh, yeah. Everyone in Taiwan's doing a podcast. Oh I mean, I'm only doing it because I'm like, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to talk to random people. I did it by myself and it was so like, oh, I have to be on point. I mean, I can't just sit down and turn on a podcast and be like, hey, everybody, it's me. It's like, how do people do that for a living is beyond me sitting by themselves. They're they're very they're they're probably just very. Hi very... everybody! Welcome today to the ASMR podcast in Taiwan. It's very lonely. <laughs> we are going to listen to somebody having their ear picked, and it's going to be phenomenal. While listening to David Bowie's decomposing body playing "Spiders from Mars," <laughs> you know something. I don't know. I'm talking shit. Yeah, everybody in Taiwan has a podcast these days. Yes. I think. Have you heard the Freddie Lim one? Um, I know of it. I haven't listened to it. What's it called again? Like the fucking metal. Blah, blah. I can't remember, but I've listened to quite a few of them. Uh, Freddie Freddie Lim is my um. He's my cheat. Not my Why? cheat. You, you know, like Amber, my missus. She's oh, yeah. she's she's got Tom Hardy as her. You know. Oh. I'm like, oh, f- I'll fuck Freddie <laughs> Lim if you'll have me. Really? I, I don't think he will. He's married with kids and stuff, so. You know, it's just a jokey thing. But I'd be like, Freddie Lim is a good-looking dude. Yeah. Good-looking guy, you know? He's like yeah. the Rammstein of Taiwan with his band. Yeah. Kith- I ca- How do you say the name of that band, by the way? Cthulhu. I, 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 I just think of Cthulhu when I see that name. <laughs> Cthulhu. Yeah, I was like, Cthulhu. I, like, they're pretty <laughs> decent. I like them and all. So whatever I say to people, it's not like a Rammstein in Taiwan. They're like, yeah, Freddie Lim's band. I don't think the band would like me saying that, but that's how I know them through his politics and shit. And then 
Yeah, Taiwanese. Oh my God, we're going from Taiwanese identity to an inferiority complex of the Beijing, all the way over to fucking Taiwanese politics and music. Jesus Christ, what are we doing? <laughs> and, then, here, and, then, and then we can talk about Taiwanese underground um, music scene. Is it? Uh no. We get we we can if you want. I can ask this. I can ask somebody I know from like talk about that. He knows way more I, than me. I used like well, I used to be a bit of a groupie. Uh. Like in, in, um, in uh, so like, well, oh my god! <laughs> you play the guitar like an angel. because well, like I, I, I've always, I've always wanted to be in a band, but I it's don't. It's very have easy. Just, just, just get a ukulele and start playing it, and you're gonna be like every other fucking Taiwanese musician from the late two thousands. <laughs> zero music talent whatsoever i used to play the drums but like because that doesn't have any notes <laughs> oh it's very simple yes yeah, very easy oh it's not, si- but, well, yeah, it's not but, simple but do you ever feel like a lot of taiwanese like indie underground music just sounds like regurgitated cigarettes all the instrumental oh, yeah. stuff it's oh, just oh, so yeah. like oh yeah they just love that instrumental stuff so much <laughs> well it's all about skill isn't it yeah, but I don't give a shit. I want a beat. I want something good. I want something nice. I want so- It's just like, I'm going to play guitar very softly, and then we're going to go really, really deep with it, and then we're going to go soft again, and then everything's going to be okay. I, I feel like I went to, I, went, I was in the same club in like 60% of those music, musicians. I stopped going to gigs in Taiwan because I just got so much, so fucking bored of it. <laughs> like You can't do anything. Like you, like you can't, you can't dance to it. You, you can't really to jump it. to it. I mean, even no. like the even like the heavy rock, you know, music stuff, or even like a lot of the, you know, the more singing side and everything. If people just stand okay. there, they don't really boogie on down. Oh yeah, it doesn't matter what music it is. Everyone's like, just like, just nod. Yeah, just nodding. Nothing. I don't know. It gets me down because I'm like, I want to fucking. <laughs> I mean, I, you know. I, That's how I, I like, are. We're good at nodding. Have you noticed? Yeah, especially when fucking Taiwanese people insult me at the same time. Like, yeah, I'm pang. Ah, ah, I'm pang. I'm just oh, like, don't, fuck don't you. Don't get me started on that. Don't get me started on that. Only pang, only fa Being fat and being Taiwanese—that's a whole different subject for another. I'm lucky. Day. I'm foreign. I get away with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, he comes from Europe. Very cold there. <laughs> they say fat why, bigger than that us. That is why I escaped Taiwan. That is the key, the one and only reason. I <laughs> That's the only reason I left Taiwan was to escape yes. the inconsiderate bastards that have to keep talking about weight. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that was that's the main reason I left Taiwan. All right, I'm really finished my bottle of wine. I'm gonna start getting on the whiskey. To be honest, yeah, I'm staying in tonight. But yeah, I mean, the music scene in Taiwan is pretty good. But, the, you know, I mean, a lot of people don't fucking, uh, internationally speaking, mm. I have no fucking idea who May Day is. I only know Jay Cho because I was in some Irish Asian circles and Jay Cho yeah. was just, you know, what every, a lot Asian, of the, person every Asian woman, I will say. All the Asian guys are like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> they know about him. They don't care. They, 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 they know, but they don't care. But all the women are like, ah, yeah. it's Jay Cho. And then like, oh 
outside of like fucking Mayday and Jay Cho, like who, 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 what are the other bands that everybody knows about from Taiwan? Ame, Sunset is, Roller Coaster. They're not. They don't. They're, they're not Taiwanese. They, but they're not are you serious? By- they're fucking known by like. I'm sorry, but most people that know Sunset Roller Coaster don't know that they're Taiwanese. That's how good they I, are. Nobody has to care where they're from. Mm, yeah. No, seriously. Look at Sunset Roller Coaster. Look at where they tour. Look at like the amount of fucking views they get. They were like massive in that fucking new indie scene that came out. Remember, like fucking Mac DeMarco, fucking. All that, that was shit. the time when I I wasn't in Taiwan, so I actually didn't know about any of them. Well, no, but they weren't. I don't know if they were big in Taiwan, but they were big everywhere fucking else. Everybody knew Sunset Roller really? Coaster in my circles. Yeah, they were. They got, yeah, so I've been missing. Thing. I've been missing. I didn't know they were fucking. I didn't. Sorry, I didn't know they were fucking Taiwanese until I came to Taiwan. <laughs> and then I started listening to like Nine M eighty eight a lot. Yeah, um, she's pretty good. I, I'm hoping she and Leo Wan do another song and, uh, together. Well, no, I, I, I was, I'm, I'm kind of hoping they get signed or represented by ADA Rising. That's the weird thing. They only really do like musicians that are in America more so than outside, right? No, 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 no. no most of the most of their <laughs> musicians were not from America. They got kind of like picked. No, up but and, but they're prominent in America. America. Yeah, they got put in They're marketable America. in America. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's the funny thing. I knew about fucking Joji before he was Joji with the Filthy Frank shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? yeah. Before... before um, filthy Frank. Do you yeah. remember Filthy Frank? Like, I didn't know about Filthy Frank until I knew about Joji, so I went back to look at his stuff and then realizing I actually know about him. Yeah, I, I knew Joji before I knew fucking... No, sorry, I knew Filthy Frank, and then he had, like, uh, something Burbank, something... Chloe Burbank was, like, his first album that he, like, took off off... He took offline, but it's, mm-hmm. like, the kind of precursor towards what he did with uh, Joji, and it's fucking lit, man. It's so good. And He's absolutely... Insane. Have you heard Ray Ami? Huh? Ray no. Ami? Really? No. Oh, she's really good. All right, we're not even talking about Taiwan at this stage. No. <laughs> <laughs> Completely right. I think this is a good point to end it. Unless we want to finish our drinks. End the podcast and we can keep chatting? Or <laughs> I think whoever's listening at this point is gone all the way in and we should probably okay. let them. I, I haven't said, talked about my brilliant idea for a new app yet. <laughs> okay, well, here's your segue in for today's sponsor, oh, I, I, Lorraine. I'm just, I'm just thinking. I, I just think the whole trend is gonna circle back, and to... it becomes podcasts that live streams, and it's just essentially radio. Yeah, that's what I like. Right? It'll just that's be why I did. Yeah, but that's radio. why that's why I never like organize shit. And every time I try to organize shit, I just sound so despondent because I'm like, oh, I have to do this. Like I worked in radio before. Oh, really? Yeah, I worked in radio. I, I have some live shows, but it was... I'll tell you about that some other time. <laughs> it's on my CV. <laughs> I, re- I reckon people will love this idea. So it'll be like half live stream, but it'll still be podcast. That's the so, thing. I would. You can still actually um, 
I don't know, maybe I could put this shit on my Facebook page and have it live going out. But at the same time, it adds more pressure, I guess, in some yeah, ways, to yeah, people that are exactly. uncomfortable with it. So that's, that's the only real the way whole, you can, yeah. The, the whole the only, podcast is like, it's like under the radar. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of doing it live on Facebook. More people will see it and interact with it. But okay. at the same time, if you have a guest on, that's like pretty fucking like, oh, God. <laughs> it's like, relax, dude. I've only got like 15,000 followers, <laughs> most of which hate me at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> he said like what said, about taiwan <laughs> like i said before like anything right now it, it can be like right now in taiwan is that that especially in the younger circle like you can it's it's the same in everywhere as well right like it's like you, you can so easily be cancelled just anything that you say i'm waiting or, to get cancelled <laughs> <laughs> i'm waiting fuck <laughs> then you you're not afraid to get canceled right no i've gotten into so much trouble before with the shit i've said (laughs) anywhere else in the world nobody would give a shit but like yeah i remember i said something like you know if taiwan wants people to care so much about its situation in relation to uh, china bullying it maybe Mm. taiwanese can also care about how they treat migrant workers yep and I got a fuck ton of hate for that. <laughs> it's like, these two things aren't equatable. And I'm like, I yeah, I, I know they're not, but it's <laughs> not. I mean. But, but that's exactly why I, I'm, I feel a little bit wary about Taiwanese people like wholeheartedly supporting Trump because. Oh, no, Trump it's just ignorance. But that's what I mean. It's like this idea of not really understanding the. Um, political complexities but again there's a lot of irish people that are like that as well mm. i mean you're from a like, small country you think that someone's yeah. looking out for your interests you're gonna be like fuck yeah. yeah i don't give a shit what his policies are he hates gay yeah. people well i have a gay grandson but as long as he isn't elected here i'm okay <laughs> you yeah. know this sort of fucking yeah. weird ass attitude a second but, fucking... yeah, exactly that's what that's what they're saying but the thing is the the tactic that china or chinese Chinese netizens are taking is that they're 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 comparing the moral standing of who you support and using it against you. So if you if like they, Chinese netizens call me Bai Tuo, I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking? So one second I'm Bai Tuo and one second I'm Yo Pai. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? I'm like right wing and left wing, depending on who's talking to me. It fucking pisses me off, and it's the same with people in America when, like, oh yeah, poor Chad. No, I remember I had this. I mean, I don't want to sound like a dick. I know I'm like a white guy in Taiwan, but I had this this one Taiwanese American woman that got really pissed off with me, accusing me of like fucking cultural appropriation, taking a platform of discussion away from a Taiwanese person accusing me of only going to Taiwan so I can steal this. I'm right wing this right wing that quoting, you know, Edward Said and stuff. I'm like, Oh Jesus Christ. And you know, I just had to block this person. I just had to block this. But then I get called left wing by somebody else the next week. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck to do. Like, like if that's the thing. Like, if you want to be legitimately um, and be a pro left, you can't support Trump. 
Even I don't support Trump whatsoever. Not. Yeah, I mean, like, I, hey, I don't get. Hey. Yeah. But but that's the thing. Like I I'm so frustrated that my left wing friends, Taiwanese friends, are like, well, Trump is good for Taiwan, so we support them. Yeah, but he's not though. He's just a businessman. He'll use oh. Taiwan against to get his uh, own, you know, his own fucking agenda out there. That's what I think a lot of Taiwanese don't really fucking see, and then the ones that do yeah. that realize, well, short term games. I mean, let's mm-hmm. let's be honest some short-term games and then we can play on that once it gets out but Maybe, but, but but they what? say they say they support they don't support they say, trump support pompeo sorry i'm singing a song <laughs> this bottle they, they of wine is getting to me <laughs> and they're, I have, like, they're saying like they don't support trump they support the republicans and they support pompeo that prick. And, oh, what what irks me the most is that there are some reputable Taiwanese left wing, um, oh, like, you know, Facebook pages that are quoting stuff around <laughs> about PizzaGate. PizzaGate. They're saying like Clinton and the Democrats oh. are all pedophiles, and the whole thing about like, oh, you haven't heard about uh. this called pizza cake and they get like oh my oh my what the fuck oh wait till they find out about alex jones they're gonna have a field day (laughs) did you know sandy hook didn't happen did you know that uh president obama used to pay 80 dollars for a hot dog which was code name for child molestation (laughs) i'm not joking you can look this shit up from fucking alex jones I know, I know Alex Jones, and personally, like, I do not hope. <laughs> no, not personally. And do you know there? Um, in Australia, there's a very right-wing Murdoch um, um, commentator called Ellen Jones. Like, oh there's my a- god, it's not like his Australian cousin. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the same. It's the same thing. They're equally horrible. And then I see also Taiwanese people in Australia quoting Ellen Jones and saying like, oh my God, he makes so, so much sense. I'm like, holy shit. Holy shit. Go kill holy yourself. Shit. Don't actually kill yourself. Oh my God, what am I saying? I'm turning <laughs> into the, one of the commentators. But, but that's also the thing. Um, that actually really magnifies the, 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 the situation about like we as Taiwanese people or people who are familiar with Taiwan, where we get frustrated when Western media don't get Asian politics. Yeah, but um, that's you know that's like Taiwanese don't get Irish politics. It's kind of you exactly. know, it's kind of like, yeah, it's gonna happen. American politics. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it was like it, it like for instance, I was listening to Wired UK, um, their podcast or Australian tech podcast. Like they were talking about how the whole thing about banning TikTok or being against Huawei is all political and actually they're fine. So it's like, it's also the fact that the Western media, even the very professional ones, they don't really, they don't always understand the intricacy of local politics. Well, it's because they, here's the problem is that it's the intersection of, you know, being a realist and then being somebody that's, in it that it's a not a zero-sum game that if we work together everybody has a good benefit and outcome 
But yeah. when you're dealing with China, who plays a zero-sum game of a realist point of view, you've got to play them with their own game in many ways. You can't just expect that this old neoliberal idea that if we open up to China, China will eventually uh, democratize. But then but, that's, but that's a very like, Republican point of view as well, which is a dangerous thing because then that ostracizes the left from you. But then they play the zero-sum game as well when it comes to society. But then why don't yeah. they play the zero-sum game when it comes to po international politics? Well, it goes back to the idea of colonialization, imperialism. And then you're in this constant looping circle of where you stand. And that's that. Um, yeah, it's very, sometimes it could be quite difficult to navigate. I know. And, the, and, and, and also the fact that um, we all we know that you can't deal with China with openness, which is like or or letting them lead the game, which is what Taiwanese left is um, criticizing uh, the Democrats for. Well, the problem with the Democrats is that they stand on a platform that although they fight against this idea of republicanism, they still kind of stand behind this idea of what it is to be a neoliberal um, kind of standpoint of, you know? It's that opening these markets, liberalization, yeah. and that yeah. liberalization will eventually lead to this idea of a neo sort of quasi situation where you have to democratize because it's in your best interest it's a very you yeah. know uh you know in america like the liberalist sort of idea and that yeah it's honestly when you really think about it is that democrats and republicans kind of are a mishmash in many ways nowadays i mean well, what do you think about what Reagan thought, you know, this idea of like and Thatcher of opening the economy and letting it grow naturally. And then that mm. these ideals will make people make the best possible choices. It didn't work with China. No. Well, the thing, that's the same thing. I, I think that's the same thing um, with KMT and DDP as well. Like when it comes to money, people money. are like, money. People money. are always like like there's always going to be um a debate between the greater good and or oh, the greater good <laughs> the greater good the equality and also the economy is this a simon so, like, pegg movie <laughs> the greater good are we going to end up um drinking at all the all 12 pubs or 13 pubs or no, no 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 i'm talking about hot fuzz the, for the greater good <laughs> sorry sorry I, I went too far. I went to World's End. Yeah, you kind of went over the edge. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This podcast has gone off the fucking rails. Let's Completely. end it here. Let's end it here. We can have a chat. And then yeah. I'll just, you know. Anyway, so everybody, let's thank Lorraine for coming on today. And thank me okay. for... Um, you know, putting us all together. I'm amazing. I'm awesome. I've had a bottle <laughs> of wine. I'm enjoying myself. I had way too much whiskey. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much. Okay. No and we'll hope no to have you on soon again. Thank you. Arriba Derchi. <laughs>